This podcast is a proud member of the Unidentified Network. Police in Las Vegas found themselves in the middle of a UFO mystery last month after an... Big eyes, they have big eyes. live podcast now i thought it'll be a very very nice treat for you guys if we did a um live um stream for you guys we haven't done one in a while um and i think i thought it would be really really nice to kind of um show you guys a live podcast so we have our co-host um and he does a lot of my tech work for me and he does brilliant posters for me um let's bring him on Hey. So I do brilliant tech work. I do good posters, and I happen to be your dad. So I think I do a <laughs> lot more things than just posters and tech. There, Daniel Barnett. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's probably true. Only, only a bit more though. Okay. Um. So we have. Them? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> um. We have uh two people in the chat so far, and then. So, um, we have good guests, don't we? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, lovely, lovely guy. I'm really pleased yeah. that we're on this one. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I was on his podcast, I would say October it was, um, and we had... <laughs> I know exactly who that is. Thank you very, very much, Nan. I, I, I thought I was a great host, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's bring our guest on and have a wonderful chat this evening let's bring on uh, mr carl Connolly from encrypted connections what's hey, up mate? guys how are you hey carl how you doing buddy i'm good guys thank you for having me you are very very welcome mate i have been um itching to get you on this podcast mate um because we had such a great podcast um i would say october it was yeah it was around october it was it was a great show man it was wonderful i Mm. still have people commenting about that episode and and just uh speaking to how you know uh, absolutely wonderful you were as a guest and uh how impressive you are as a young man (laughs) thank thank you very very don't tell him too much though it goes to his head oh stop it we'll we'll break him down the rest of the show that's all he's getting for compliments that's fine (laughs) i've got a stick i've got a massive amount of beard epi going on here look at this this uh one day i'll be i get it just like yours (laughs) (laughs) i gotta trim this thing man it's out of control (laughs) (laughs) um so let's jump right in um and let's with the question what was your inspiration to the cryptid world um man i think much like every a lot of other people i as a kid i just i remember going to the local library um you know it was a very inexpensive thing to do to entertain uh, us as kids for mom and so i remember going there and i remember opening a book and in that book there was a picture of nessie and i was just like you know as i'm reading it at first you see a picture and you think okay they're talking about a dinosaur then as you read it they're they're talking about how there's a possibility that this creature is exists now in the world and my imagination just ran wild with that i was like oh my god this is amazing as if this is true um I i don't know many kids out there that aren't you know captivated by dinosaurs and so 
to have one potentially alive on Earth at the same time I was was like the, the biggest thing ever. And then as I continued reading through this book, it, it, it then I saw a picture of Patty, and that was it. That that for me was even bigger than Nessie. Like I, I think the 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 intrigue with the Sasquatch. Um, specifically is because it's so similar to us and the idea that we may have this relative out there that has remained undiscovered mostly um, that exists in these you know places um, remote and not so remote in some cases but has the ability to remain so hidden um, and and is so perfectly fit for that it, that I think the fact that it's so closely like us is really why it's such a big deal to a lot of people. That mystery, you know, we it's a you you want to connect with people. That's part of human nature, and and then we have this love of animals. A lot of us do. So you bring both of those things together, and it creates this crazy like, oh my god! So it's an animal, and it's like us, like. It's the coolest thing ever. That's how I. That's how I got started. Was just with a book, man. <laughs> wow. It, it's... it shows you just what one little bit of interest can do. With just one, one of those, that little spark as a child, and what it can yeah. kind of uh, progress onto, and it can kind of shape your life, can't you? That, that little bit of inspiration can shape your life for, to, to come. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I would have never thought, you know, uh, at forty-three years old. Um, that I would be doing this uh, like I am now. It's such a, uh, you know, it's uh, spending so much time doing it, uh, you know, out in the woods as much as I possibly can. Um, and then doing this show where I talk to people like you guys and, and other researchers, authors, enthusiasts, hobbyists, um, and, and eyewitnesses. Like, it's it just, it's such a passion. It, and, and I think this isn't one of those things where you get into... And it's and you just kind of you kind of like it. it. You can't do that with this. This is something that you truly have to have a passion for. And most of us are almost to the point of like being zealots about it. You know what I mean? Like we're kind of crazy. Um, you're not. There's not a lot of people out there that that if you ask them, hey, would you go out in the woods in your <laughs> free time all the time looking for? Uh, an upright uh, hair-covered biped that could be eight to ten feet tall and weigh in excess of a thousand pounds, um, you know, just for fun. Most people go, no, <laughs> who the hell would do that? But you do have a you do have a massive community, don't you? I mean, and, and you know, Daniel and into this community in the last kind of well, I don't even don't even know. It was a couple of years, Daniel. Was it a year? 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 Six and a half? months. Okay. So, okay. Six months. Uh, so you know, but but seeing that community um come together you are a family but like they you know the best families are just a little bit crazy so um yes. you know and we'll look out for each other which is which is fantastic you're always going to get some people that you know um maybe not on the same track as everyone but everyone seems to be 100 percent genuine and, and kind of uh, looks out for each other and this is a uh you know I, I know daniel getting involved in it was you know for us was a little bit scary to begin with but the amount of people like yourself and mike and amy and jeffrey meldrum mm. and, and people like that that have really taken them under his wing and shown them the right way of doing things and i, I appreciate that so i thank you for that oh of course man I, you know that's one of the things that was so amazing to me right is yes like there's a lot of drama in this community there i can't deny that there is um I think a lot of that comes from the passion that people have, right? When you're so passionate about something, it's easy for people to butt heads, right? Yeah. This this person believes this, and this person believes this, and and so they're part of two different camps, which I think is kind of silly at times, but that's where the passion comes in. It's like they're so in love with the topic that that when something you know something is outside of their um ideas theories and and you know whatever evidence they may have collected it, it sometimes people get upset and and um it not that it should be that way but it happens uh but on the flip side of that 
you find i have found some of the greatest people and this is no like i'm not blowing smoke here i mean this truly i have found some of the greatest people that have come into my life from this topic um you you mentioned a couple i mean I, mike ann is one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet in your life the guy is a gem of a human being he's just top mm-hmm. notch he's wonderful he is, uh... Um, he's somebody that I look up to. Uh, there's somebody in the chat right now. He, uh, Dewey, uh, he's he's my co-host. He's been doing this for 40 or 50 years. Like he's got wow. 10 or 12 books that he's authored. Um, he's working on a a, a, a doc, uh, finishing a documentary with Small Town Monsters right now. Just released a book about a pilot um, from the U.S. military that crashed his plane chasing what reportedly was a UFO back in like the 30s, um, Thomas Mantell Jr. And this was kind of a story that was swept under the rug for the most part. But here's a guy who's so passionate about this. He wants this man to get his just due and and make sure that he's remembered as a, an American hero because that's what he did chasing this thing is no different than if he chased down an enemy plane to keep us safe it's the same thing um but it just you know these are great people who um i've met along the way and daniel's so fortunate i have to say this he's so fortunate that he met the right people at the right time because he could have met other people who may have not had his best interests at heart yeah he and, and, and i i totally agree and and this is from from a a parent point of view obviously our main thing has been a safeguarding kind of making sure everything's okay and, and you know and obviously everything we do is you know he, he runs you know pretty much everything he does he runs past us first if not us his nan but it's it's people like yourself <laughs> and like i said and mike and amy and and um you know these these other people that have really inspired him um, yeah. and, and Daniel's very much like a magpie. He would take bits and pieces from each person and he will put, put to, to, to form his own kind of um, opinion and stuff. And, and staying out of that drama is, you know, a, a key thing for that, I think. And just keeping your eye on your focus and on, on the prize as such, when your prize is information uh, um, mm. and, and developing his own um, education uh, through that. Um, and yeah, I, I, like I said, the, the the family side, the community side, amazes me uh, yeah. when it comes to that. But um, oh, so so your podcast? How long has your podcast been going? Uh, a little over a year. I started uh, the podcast um, last uh, last October, I think it was. It may have been like the end of September, early October. So, so yeah, a little, little just over before a year. you interviewed me. Uh. So no, you you we did you you were on this year. So I started literally a year basically uh, before you came on. So you came on okay. this October. I started the previous October of 2022. Oh, okay. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, going on to kind of your podcast, then could you tell us some of the stories that you um that you've encountered on your podcast? Oh man, um, so like I, when I first started the show, um, you know, when you first start anything, especially something like this, you know, you you don't know anybody. You're you're essentially a nobody, right? And I hate to use that word, but you you know, nobody knows who you are. Um, there's always that trepidation when you want to interview people who have a name in this community who, who, you know, um, people like, uh, Ron Moorhead, let's say, um, somebody who I looked up to for so long. Um, and I just was like, you know what? Like I'm, I got nothing to lose. Right. I'm going to just, I'm going to go into this thing, uh, you know, with all I got and I'm going to go for the people that I want to talk to. Um, the worst I can say is no. And so I, I just did that. I like, I did as much research as I could to find out how to contact these people. Uh, the few people that I knew, I would ask, like, hey, do you know anybody who knows so-and-so? Or do you know how I can get in contact with this person and this person? And then started that way. And I was very fortunate to be able to talk to some of these people that I look up to so much, like Ron, Doug Hycheck, um, uh, uh, my buddy Jay Bachochin, who's done a couple documentaries, who's a great, 
great researcher and a wonderful guy um, and many, many others. Um, the stories, man, <laughs> some of the most amazing encounters I've ever heard in my life. Um, I think like Doug's, it, Doug talks about his encounters with a um, giant winged humanoid. I don't know if you've ever heard him tell this story. Yeah. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. And if, if I heard it from anybody else, I would say you're nuts. But because it's Doug, and you know, here's a guy who is so, so, so um, incredibly smart. I mean, like almost genius level smart, right? And so accomplished. Who? There's nobody else on the planet Earth that can say that they were the one to discover a, the giant squid. Doug mm. did that. Doug, right? I mean, that is an incredible thing. Only he can say that, that he filmed a giant squid in its natural habitat when other scientists were saying, no, they don't exist. Uh, Doug was like, yeah, hold my beer. It's exactly what it was. He that's was on a boat and he was just like, that, you know, that's crazy. That's, that's yeah. And so, wow. you know, you hear stories like that, like, oh, I filmed a giant squid for, for the first time ever. Oh, I saw this eight foot tall, uh, eight foot winged humanoid fly over the car my wife was with me as we're driving down a highway and i'm like what you know then he discussed how he, when he went to um alaska uh they got off the helicopter i think they they flew in a helicopter they landed somewhere and as they were walking along they instantly see these giant tracks instantly like 18 or 20 inch tracks and they kind of walked off into the trees and you know, they had this giant, giant span in between them and he followed them and followed them. And then, you know, they were having activity there. Um, it, 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 there's just so many like I, I don't even know where to start. And I don't know what if you want me to tell like somebody else's whole story. But like there's, there's so much. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, you, you don't need to tell someone else's story. But I mean, yeah, so we, I mean, we we spoke to Doug. We spoke to Doug. Um few few months ago i think um oh he's the most interesting man alive i think I, I literally tell people all the time i'm like he could talk about paint drying and make it interesting he really could um mm. we had a discussion one night on the show it started we it was supposed to be about this and and it was raining outside where he was and his son was talking about how you know how you can smell rain? It has that certain smell to it. Mm. Doug started talking about that and the smell of rain and why it smells to us and and how this, you know, over evolution created this uh, reason for us to be able to smell it and yada yada. And it was like, if anybody else ever talked about that, I would have been going. But I was so it, like just stuck listening going, oh my God, this is so interesting. But that's just Doug. Like he's he's he can yeah. he's just so smart and so charismatic and so kind. Um, anytime he tells a story, it's uh, I'm in. I don't care what it's about. I'm in. So so, so we we uh, we talk about other people's stories. But when, in your research since since a boy, then you know all the way through, what's your story? What's your kind of you know interactions? Um, I've had some strange stuff happen. Um, so I, I, I'll talk about most, like the most of the recent stuff, because I think for for me, we've opened a massive, important. massive rabbit hole here, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Potentially, yes. Um, okay. The the recent stuff is the most important, to, I think, in, in my story because it's it's the stuff that's happening or happened over the last year or so, a couple of years, um, since I've really started pressing hard into the investigation side of things. Um, so I was going to a, uh, a, a local state forest to do my investigations here in Connecticut. And for most people, when they think of Connecticut, they don't think of Sasquatch. It's just not a, it's not a place that you hear. It's not like Northern California, Washington, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Florida. Like these are places that people hear about Sasquatch all the time. Um, you don't, people don't talk about it here doesn't mean it's not here though it's just because the culture in this state is is different 
um, we Connecticut as a state is, I think it's considered um, has has the highest income uh, of any state in the union. I think um, so. There's a lot of very like rich people, and that's not. The, trust me, I promise you, it's not everybody in the state. But there's a, a good portion of the state that has a lot of money. Um, the other end, really, uh, and when you have that kind of culture, people don't would people aren't going to talk about something like this because they're so caught up with keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody wants to be as good as the next family and the next person and yada yada. And so even if people I think have an experience here, they're so less likely to speak about it and mm-hmm. only in these little tiny pockets of this state where you might get people to speak about it. Um, and even those pockets are difficult because while they're not rich, they're very small towns, um, but you know, farmers and just people who keep to themselves. So it's difficult to get the evidence and, and the, the communication and the stories that, that most other places get. Um, but so I start going to the state forest and doing these investigations. And for a while I was getting nothing. I thought like, you know, it, this is a wash. I'm, I'm not getting anything here. Maybe I'll move on. Almost as soon as I started getting down on this place, um, I had my first interaction there. Uh, I was out one day I was doing, and I always went live. Every time I was there, I went live. Um, a couple reasons. I do that because I think, it, you know, for me as a lover of this subject, if I'm watching and somebody's like, I'm going to do an investigation, looking at, you know, into Bigfoot to see if I can find any evidence, um, I'm going to bring you along. I, I'm going to be excited. I want to watch. So I figure there's got to be other people out there that are going to want to watch. It gives me people to interact with, which is also makes it fun. It's like having somebody with you because I'm always by myself. Well, not always, but 95% of the time I'm alone. Um, and also if i'm live and something happens nobody can say it, it didn't happen nobody can say it was faked it was hoaxed it was it either it happens or it doesn't no in between and so i'm out there and i decided i was just going to sit down um i kind of just had this feeling like there was just weird feeling came over me that like something was watching me and i sat down on this log and funny enough I started singing, right? And I'm not, I'm no Johnny Mathis. I'm not Elvis. I don't have the greatest voice in the world, but I started singing just to try something different. And as I start singing, I start hearing this melodic whistling coming from behind me every so often. Mind you, it's winter. There's, there are not many birds out. The ones that are out are like, the woodpeckers, a couple crows, not many songbirds are out chirping. Uh, it, during, it was, it wasn't just winter either. It was cold. Like it was probably 14 degrees outside. Like it was not a, it was not a, a decent day. It was a cold day and it had just started snowing. So I, I'm listening to these whistles and I'm, I'm in my head. I'm going, this doesn't sound like birds and people in the chat are going, uh, do you hear the whistle? And uh, yeah, I hear the whistle. I hear the whistle. And it, it continues over and over. And then as this whistle's happening over here, I'm getting knocks from the opposite direction and not very far away, maybe a hundred yards, somewhere around there. Um, so I stand up and I start painting the camera around and don't see anything. And I start whistling myself. And, and as I would whistle, after a few minutes, that whistle would, something would almost try to mimic it, is what it seemed like. No it was, way. I swear to God, it, it, I got chills right now. It was, it was very, very similar to what I would do. And this went, uh, I did this for probably over an hour, like whistling, getting reaction, getting knocks. Um, hearing movement in the bushes from three different sides of me. Um, 
And so that was my real first uh, like interaction with anything that I believe probably were Sasquatch. I, I, I mean, there were there was no people out there. I can tell you that right now. Do, do, you know, you know, we were going, we said about you know the community, and sometimes the community is a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you stayed there for an hour after this thing's whistling at you. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I'll be. I'll be. You know. <laughs> You'll be I'll long be, gone. Be gone. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't have gone there by myself in the first place. So yeah, I, I that's that must have been insane. So, a- admittedly, Craig, um, I, I have a fear uh, when I'm out there alone. I'm scared. I can't even lie. Like I can't pretend I'm not scared. Um, I'm scared. You, you know, you go out looking for something that is, you know, it's a giant from from uh, all descriptions. Um, and depending on who you talk to, you know, some of these things are very nice and kind, and then some of these things are baby snatcher cannibals who would kill anything to get in their way. So you don't know. We have we don't know for sure because no one's had one to study. So it's really all guessing game. So yeah, I'm nervous, um, especially so alone. What, so whatever this um, kind of was, so obviously the the thing to pop out is Bigfoot. So you go. It sounds to me there wasn't just one creature there. No, definitely not. Because no. if you've got sounds coming through him three different ways. Mm-hmm. And you've got knocks and Footsteps, whistling. Whistling. That, yep. that doesn't happen. That doesn't. Not 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 animal like that could do that. No. And it being the first time that I had this interaction, you know, the the you're really your senses are so heightened. Um, your adrenaline's going. Your your you know your hair's standing on end. Your head's doing this. It's on a swivel because you're hearing the whistles here. You're hearing these knocks here. You're hearing what sounds like footsteps and bushes rustling from behind you. Um, no, I'm gone. I, no, I'll be out. <laughs> uh, it's 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 very nerve wracking. But at the same yeah. time, if you're listening to these whistles, it to me, there was a part of me that was that when you hear them. I'm thinking in my head, like, and getting just getting a feeling like there's nothing, there's nothing about this interaction that seems anything but curious. That's mm. just what it seems. Mm. I, I, I like to to be mimicking the whistles that I was doing or trying to in these melodic ways. Uh, I don't see any angry, aggressive animal doing that. I just don't. Um, I would I would imagine they would just be as quiet as they could be sneak in and then snatch me up and I'm gone. Uh, and that was not what was happening. The, whatever it was, was clearly making noise on purpose. And um, and even when there was like the footsteps and the rustling in the bushes, it was like, if I got too trained on that area over there, that's when this area would start to heat up. So then you're doing this and then you're focused on that area. And then if you get too focused on that area, that area starts to heat up. It's almost tactical so that they can do what they need to do, distract you in case one of them needs to move or reposition. Or so that, that's what it felt like. It was like this tactical, they were doing this purposely so that they could keep their positions and you could never get too trained on them. Is that, is that a known, is, is that, sorry, Daniel, is that, a, is that a known kind of technique that they use? Do they, do they travel in packs for a start? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, new to this whole world, but you know, you know? I, I mean, you can't, I can't say I'll never, you'll never ever hear me say like, yes, 100% anything, because I don't know. Um, if, unless I was to be able to document, you know, on film, seeing a pack of these creatures or beings over and over, then I would be able to say, yes, from this data, they travel in packs. If you go off of um, historical uh, references from people, then yes, where there's one, there's more. There's there's rarely ever just one. Um, that's what it seems like anyway. So okay. made sense. I mean, mm-hmm. it fit it fit the bill. 
Yeah. And and you hear it so many times, and you hear it so many kind of. Um, they like to whistle. They like to, and it's a lot about the kind of the communication side. Like you've got, um, they they do a lot of um, when it comes out inside in sightings. You've got whistles, um, wood knocks, tree structures. I don't put all my hope into tree structures because there's a lot that you, you need to kind of um, figure out about them. But sure. whistling, copping whistles, nah, that 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 can't be anything else. That that you can. And I, I'm not saying it is, but kind of wood knocks can kind of be trees creaking or, but whistling, no, you yeah, can't, I, you can't do that. Yeah. Unless you got parrots around you or something, you know, it's, it, I don't, there's not many birds out there that will mimic these melodic tones that, you know, uh, I'm whistling and, and they don't, and mm. birds don't. Birds whistle differently than humans do. You know, I mean, we could kind of mimic them, but they don't whistle like us. It's a different tone altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was different too. Um, so that was the, that was there. Um, I know we don't have all day, so I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I think this is probably the, the the most exciting stuff that's happened. So I investigate there now for months. And I have a couple of things happen after this. Um, I found a p- potential two uh, tracks um, that were like 14 and a half inches long uh, de- going down one of the horse trails. Um, so, you know, I cataloged those, had another interaction that was a questionable, couple knocks, and then uh, another weird, like, I don't know, it was like a weird howl. I don't hard to describe. Um, of course, at that time I had no recorder, so I couldn't even record it. My phone didn't pick it up. People heard it during the live, but the phone didn't pick it up. So anyway, during this time, I had the Facebook group uh, that was going, and um, a gentleman reaches out to me, and he says, um, "I have a, a coworker who has stuff going on in his on his property that's been going on there for years, on and off." And for all these years, he continued to write it off as like, it's got to be kids or it's got to be somebody in the woods and they're just messing with me. And I asked him for the details and the details were, um, he lives in this town, this small town, uh, you know, up on the border of Northeast Connecticut in Massachusetts. And um, he's got a large parcel of land. It's like uh, almost 50 acres and the land is uh, surrounded by both state forest and then protected wildlife management land. Um, And there's tens of thousands of acres of that that surround his property. Um, And the nearest neighbors on both sides, one was a mile and a half that way, one was a mile that way. And as I'm asking these questions and finally talk to the gentleman who owns the property, it's an older gentleman. He's like in his early 70s, mind you. He's a, a the land was farmland that he inherited. It was first his great grandfather's, his grandfather's, and then his grandfather passed it on to him. So it's been in the family for a long time. Initially, there was 168 acres of land. As the farm died. The farm business died. They sold off parts of this land to the state. And then, you know, one, I think one part went to the neighbor, you know, down the road that, but their land butts up to his. Um, and just, you know, just to get some more money. And so that's kind of what dwindled his, his property rights, but obviously still all wooded and protected area behind there. Um, so I'm asking questions like, well, you know, your neighbors are a mile, a mile and a half away. Do they have children? And he's like, no, their children have been grown and moved out for years. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, for the state forest, right? Protected land. You own 50 acres that goes into that forest of private land where there's no trespassing signs and, you know, like signs that say you're a gun owner who's coming through your woods and messing with stuff in, in your yard 
there's a his driveway is a long driveway it kind of goes up and it's all wooded so you drive through the woods you make a big wide sweeping right hand turn and then you go up to the house and the house is set back to the right on the property big big yard a couple um outbuildings right along the wood line uh near the like behind the house and then there's a trail where he used his ATV to get rid of shrubs and stuff and whatever and bring it out into the woods there's a trail that goes out into the woods and so um, I'm thinking to myself like what, what kids are doing this if there's no kids around like just sounds weird to me and as he's as I'm talking to him and he's telling me the things that are happening he's having things go missing um sometimes off the back deck sometimes uh, you know um off the picnic table in the back sometimes uh, his tools will be missing um from like you know he'll leave something out or whatever and and that'll go missing and then these things will end up coming back like a month, two months, three months later and they'll be put back in a different area then he's got um crazy noises that he's hearing in these woods what he described as like Jurassic Park noises is what he said um screams and howls that he said sounded like Jurassic Park uh something slapped his house in the middle of the night multiple times over the course of these years woke him up uh, he'd come running outside like you know with his gun and, and uh, never see anything once once or twice he said he caught a shadow and that was it um and so I'm putting all this together and the guy con- the guy who contacted me with this was his coworker and the only reason that he knew about me was because his wife was a part of the group but she's into the Bigfoot thing and she said to him it sounds like bigfoot and so it took convincing to get the husband of the wife who was his, this gentleman's coworker to say to the gentleman who owns the property i think you have bigfoot on your property and then to contact me like the, how this all happened was crazy so i talked to the gentleman who owns the property he tells me all the stuff i tell him what i do I said I would I'm really interested to come out and just check it out. I said I won't bring a camera. I won't bring anything. If you're not okay with it, just I want to come check it out and if it's what I think it is, I might be able to help you. Like it, just, you know, if you want this stuff to stop, I might be able to tell you how to stop it. He was very apprehensive. Told me he'd have to think about it, talk to his wife and he would give me a call back. Uh, so, a little while goes by, finally he calls me back. And he says I think it's time to get you up here. And I said, "Okay." He goes, "Um, I went out to move some uh stuff uh, out of the yard um uh, into the woods," he said, "and on the trail going into the woods, there's these very large footprints, bear footprints." He said, "Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen any footprints at all." He goes, "Not I haven't really looked for them," he said, "but you know, it's strange that they're there now." He said, "I think you should come up." said I'm a, I'll be up there tomorrow. Well, the day before it had rained, so the ground is soft and that's why the footprints were able to be left. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been left. The soil here in Connecticut and Massachusetts, it's we have so much rock that to get a good print is very difficult. Um, but so this is the perfect storm, no pun intended. But it was going to rain again that night, and I knew if it rained like it was going to it was going to wash those footprints away and I said can you possibly please cover them i don't know how but can you cover them and this gentleman went out and staked a tarp in the ground to cover these prints some of them thank god he did um so i go up the very next day and sure enough there are these clear five-toed 17 inch footprints uh walking off into the woods and there's a 50 I think it was 51 inch stride in in between them or 52. Um I couldn't jump it. Uh, I like I was trying to to jump it. Obviously I'm a little older now. I'm not as agile as I once was. But um I couldn't do it. Uh and you know I, I was like I knew instantly. I didn't have to I didn't have to know anything else. Once I saw the prints I said, "Yeah, this is exactly what's going on here." So he allowed me to 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 investigate this place um over the course of like a few months and I would go up and um almost immediately we had stuff happening um one day we were out and we got hit with very small rocks from behind 
both of us in our backs over and over um then as it's the same story as we're getting hit with rocks and we start focusing on that area something very large moves from our two o'clock through the woods we catch a very 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 quick glimpse and that's it like it was like a lightning flash just as we turn we both say we saw something just like so quick and then we don't see anything um uh, and and you know this kind of went on and on with with these things happening um heavy bipedal footsteps uh he would have stuff happen at night so I, what happened was i took my audio recorder and i left it in a dead stump out in this the area closest to where he was continuously hearing these crazy jurassic park noises um and i left some gifts i left tobacco i le- like natural tobacco leaf i left seashells i left some crystals and i'm just trying anything at this point right and so i go back uh gosh i forget if it was i think it was a week later yeah i think it was the next weekend so i go back the next weekend to collect the recorder and the recorder recorded for um i think it was 40 49 hours uh, straight um and and so i i documented the time that i set it out so that i knew hour by hour what time it was if there was any noises and the first noises that came on that recorder were right around 2 a.m. uh right before 2 a.m. and what you heard was um bushes kind of shaking and and sticks breaking off in the distance and slowly this is getting closer and closer to where i left the recorder the sticks are breaking they're louder the the footsteps are heavy um like thump like thump 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 um in the sticks that are breaking underneath these feet they're not little tiny sticks these these sticks they're like crack snap um it sounds like there's something else also off in the distance that might potentially be breaking limbs on its own and then these footsteps come in there's two extremely clear very loud knocks from behind where these footsteps are the footsteps are very close to the recorder at this point these knocks came from a little bit off in the distance all of a sudden something picks the recorder up and you hear it being messing with the recorder kind of fingernail noises almost tapping on it and then heavy heavy breathing what sounds like a grunt and then the recorder falls to the ground you hear it boom boom like hit the ground and then this thing walks off and uh that was that was the end of that right you kind of hear it off in the distance for a little while you also hear noises kind of coming from the the other side where the the knocks were but it was faint you could still hear it and then um at gosh i forget what time now um i'd have to go back and watch the video but it was like around 3 something is when i recorded these three screams that i have never heard in my life they are for all intents and purposes like jurassic park these were extremely loud they were piercing they were scary um and they were coming from the exact direction where this gentleman said he would hear this stuff happen mind That's you mad. mind you where this stuff was happening there's a very very deep swamp that's that's like very difficult to penetrate it's it, if i went in that swamp it'd be up to my face so it, you're not going to walk through it with waders um it's very long and very wide and so it's not easy to get around and then all the brush between like in front of it is so thick in the summertime i mean like prickers briars like it's just so thick you could take a machete in there and it would take you days to get through the stuff so tactically It, where this is coming from would be the perfect place for something like this to hide because me and you we're not getting through there very easily and if if we try to get through there they're going to know we're coming far before we ever get there 
So I record all this. Then I go back. Uh, stuff kind of quiets down. Um, his family comes in for Father's Day, which is his son, uh, son daughter-in-law, and then th- uh, some younger children. And I was like, ooh, females and kids? Like, they're going to be there. And surprisingly, he said he didn't have anything go on, not that he knew of. Well, so I was shocked because I was like, man, normally like kids and, and females, they they're, they want to see this and they want to be around. But no, he said, no, nothing really happened. Um, then I he, at one, uh, he calls me and he says, um, something left two dead birds on my back porch. And, he's, and he sent me a picture. And it was two uh, two birds. I don't know what kind of birds they are. I'm not a, I don't know, I'm not a bird guy. But um, they were presented, I mean, like a present. They didn't even look like they were harmed. They're like there was no visible injuries, no nothing. They looked like they had just passed from natural causes. Like, I don't know, it's very hard to explain. They were presented, like laid on the porch, very nice, very neat. Um, and they, you could tell like something put these things there because they were right mm. up like next to each other almost like they were like hugging very strange and um, so of course I'm like well that's weird so I went back up and um, as I'm up there, uh, there one he had a tree that was on the side of uh, the trail it was an old tree that had been down for years and it was like 30 or 40 feet long it was about I don't know that big around maybe and um that tree all of a sudden was across the trail now he didn't move it i didn't move it his wife surely didn't move it so what the heck moved it i mean only one answer to me at that point so uh, i'm investigating we moved the tree back i'm investigating out there and uh, this is where things kind of get weird um what has been weird so far no it, it gets it, it, so if that this is why i want to tell you this because yeah mind yeah, you i don't i'm not a b- big believer in a lot of the woo stuff like i don't believe that these guys are jumping in and out of dimensions i i think that oh, okay, okay. yeah yeah i just be- i think that they are just a, a, a perfect evolutionary specimen yeah they are yeah. what evolution is supposed to do. They 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 were created to live in these environments so perfectly, and, and they're intelligent. And yeah. uh, whatever their camouflage does, I don't know if it's the hair, if it's the skin, if it's the greasy stuff that they have, they have on the skin, but it gives them such an advantage to be able to hide and blend in so perfectly. My, 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 my kind of thing, just to add on that, is kind of... Um, I've been kind of speaking about this a lot where I there's been a few reports where Bigfoot um, has been seen wearing a deer carcass or something mm. um, you, which is using their environment where if you have like if they put grass on themselves or something and they duck down in those ferns they will be invisible yeah, they, they, you will not be able to see them which is why I go if you change the word from cloaking to camouflaging yeah. that makes much more sense yeah that so that's where I land on on this stuff um but one of the things that I started to find out though is that a lot of this weird stuff this the the Bigfoot the paranormal the UFOs it kind of overlaps like in these places that people go to look for this stuff they're all very similar people go to look for paranormal in dark places and scary places in the woods and the in these abandoned houses and homes and people go looking for ufos out in these big fields or in the mountains or in the woods we go looking for bigfoot in the woods and so these things kind of overlap at times so I go out and, and I'm doing my normal thing. And um, one day I just all of a sudden felt very ill. Uh, and it was in a, 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 in a way I'd never felt before. Um, I actually got very nervous because I felt like I was going to pass out. My legs felt like they weighed a thousand pounds and made a jello. I couldn't put a, a clear thought together at all. Like I, I knew in my head like something's wrong, but I couldn't even think fast enough 
to know to get out of there instantly, if that makes sense. Um, everything was very slowed down. I felt nauseous, dizzy, tired. And then finally I was like, you know, dragging myself out of those woods. And I mean it, like I was dragging. I got out of there. I put all my stuff down. I got in the car and I just left. About 10 minutes after I left, I felt fine. I thought, well, that was weird. Like, you know, just kind of chalked it up to something just being off that day or whatever. So I go back and do this, you know, go back to the property and keep investigating. And it happens like three or four more times. And every time it's the same thing comes out of nowhere. It's very intense. Then when I leave, I feel fine after about 10 or 15 minutes. So I start talking to people and I'm like, you know, what it, is there like, is there some potential correlation here and i find out funny enough where i'm investigating is about five minutes well not five minutes but it's very close to have you ever heard of the conjuring do you ever heard of that yeah yeah the conjuring house is about five or seven minutes down the road okay I didn't know this. I didn't know this when I started this. All that land in that area was, there were violent, 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 bloody battles and, and terrible, terrible things happened there. King no, Solution. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the paranormal thing. I don't because like you just no. don't know what you're getting when you go fishing for that stuff. And so... I'm like, man, maybe something else is going on here. Because again, I, I don't I don't think like at the time I didn't believe that Bigfoots could potentially use infrasound to hurt you. Now I might believe that a little more. But again, still up in the air. So that starts happening. So I bail, I don't go back for a little while. I'm like, I'm done. Like I just I, it's not worth it. Like I'm by myself. If I go out there and something happens. Nobody's there to help me. This 70-year-old man is not going to be able to drag me out of there. He's probably not going to be able to get to me where I'm going, right? Mm. And also, the other part of this is I have no service in that area. None. No phone service. I don't have Wi-Fi. I don't have... No. I can't go live. I can't... Nothing. It's it's a dead zone. Completely dead. Um, I was also having battery drainage issues. I'd go out there, 98% battery, and within four minutes flatlined like completely dead wouldn't turn back on so all these strange things i'm telling you it's this is why i say this stuff gets weirder and weirder the more you investigate and and the more places you go because i just think things start to overlap um so i take a lot of time off and i finally decide i'm gonna go back it's been months and i go back uh, I, I start pushing out to that northeast corner of the property where, you know, is closest to the swamp and closest to whatever's beyond the swamp where all these the noises are heard. And um, I, I'm trying to, like, every time I went, I was trying to push further and further uh, to get as close as I could. And I'm out there and I, I thought I caught something out the corner of my eye, but you what happens is I think you start to like, especially for me, I'm very objective about this stuff. So if I don't see anything clearly, then I go, eh, it must've been my eyes playing tricks on me. Right. And then I just kind of discard it. And also I think it's a, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, um, a defense mechanism, right? So if I tell myself that nothing was there, then I, I'm not as nervous. So I discard this and I start focusing back over here. Um, all of a sudden, I get this awful smell and I've never, people talk about the smell of these Sasquatch. I've never smelled anything. Never, not once. This time I get this awful smell and it punches me in the face. It's like, wham. And it smelled like a, a, a an outhouse, like a porta potty that had been outside in the sun on a summer day for hours mixed with like stale water if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it was terrible terrible smell and um i hear this noise uh, directly in front of me about 60 yards away and it sounded like a 
like a like a like like kind of like that almost like almost mixed between that and like when a horse does the like that thing yeah. that's kind of what it sounded like i'm like what the hell was that that was strange i knew i heard this this was not something i could write off so I'm fumbling around with gear, trying to get gear out. I wanted to get my tri-field meter out because, again, I was having all these weird things happen. So I was trying to measure EMF levels there. As I'm going in my bag and doing this, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the bushes erupt with noise. And something charges at me. And I'm talking like, like, a, like a bullet train. All I hear is cracking, snapping, shaking leaves. Do, 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 do. Like, as this thing's running towards me, I start fumbling backwards. I always keep a, a, a sidearm with me, always. I never once pulled that gun out, never. Ever. Not even, not even like felt like I was going to. I reached in and was grabbing that gun and was loading it before it was even coming out of my bag, uh, like putting one in the chamber. Cause I, I don't even keep a bullet in the chamber because like, people talk about how smart these things are and how spiritual they are and i never wanted to give the impression that i was out there to harm anything if they had some kind of ability right people will say oh you're stupid for not keeping it like one chambered but that's just me and so i'm chambering it and as i'm doing that i'm shaking i'm backpedaling i'm almost falling over and whatever it is stops like just stopped and I, I that was it I was gone I didn't stick around I didn't I didn't try to take a picture I, I was gone mm. it scared me more than anything I've experienced and and again I don't know it could have been a bear there's bear in this area there's there's a good amount um and it was around the time when there would have been cubs so might have been a mom bear they stink uh I don't know if they smell like a porta potty but they stink um and so I couldn't tell you what it was, but I could tell you whatever it was, was big, it was fast, and it that was it. <laughs> and yep, and that, that was it. I was gone, man. I was gone. Wow. That was, that was the last I, I went back one other time after that and and I haven't been back since. And people are like, You had crazy activity, why are you not going back there? I'm like, Because I'm alone. Yeah. You don't understand Wait, that, what it's like. That that was that, that's that's just the most fascinating awesome story it's like i was watching a film that was insane. yeah honestly that was... and and i will say just before we go on to that whole story and kind of ask questions i find that really weird that it just stopped just dead i mean like just instantly it, it wasn't even like it slowed down it just stopped just stopped that's weird i yeah. don't I, that 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 plays with my mind i don't like that um that is probably the most amazing Bigfoot story I've heard in the whole world of Bigfoot but, uh, within the last six months. When Again, I started this podcast careful. in June, I'm it, not saying it's Bigfoot. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, all mm. I'm saying is there was prints. There were things up there that led me to believe that there was Bigfoot activity, and then this thing happened. So you in your mind you think whatever you think but i can't say for sure i just um, can't that that audio recording that you did do you have that anywhere that people can oh yeah it's on my channel so it's you, on, on my your channel. channel right well yeah. that's good i don't know daniel if you can put a link to that channel in the notes or anything like that for, for people that, yeah be good because you have to do it now but um or maybe on the site because uh because i'm sure people will want to go and have a listen to that if they haven't heard that before yeah, so it's um it's on it's a it's a live stream, um because what happened was I I go pick up the recorder, and I video the footprints. Oh, that's the other thing. There were footprints there, um like two trackways, in that area where the recorder was when I went to pick it up. So I forgot to say that. So I video mm. the footprints as I'm going to pick the recorder up. I video that the gifts were gone um and then when i get home and listen to the recorder that's when i was shocked out of my mind um uh, listening to it and then i played it on a live stream like a day later or two later um i played all of the audio right into the microphone for everyone to hear 
and um so yeah you it's it's it was like last um oh man it was like sometime around like between may and june of last year i believe sometime I've it'll just, say um, in the title like um bigfoot evidence from the property or audio evidence from property yeah just to everyone in the comments and everyone watching on facebook i've just posted uh carl's uh youtube channel uh so you guys can go and have a look there um but carl that is um an amazing story and i will say um i it's really hard for when you when you think it's bigfoot and i've done this myself it's really hard not to say it and oh, yeah. I, i've had i've had I've, I've, ha- I've had to do it even even with my dna i've had to say no idea I, I i've had to and to this day i still haven't and i gotta say it's getting harder and harder as we keep going <laughs> but you know what that does though is as hard as it is and it is it's very difficult because you get excited right you if yeah. you love this they get excited you want to be like yes i had bigfoot experiences i have you know these things happen it was bigfoot but but by being objective and by being careful with these things you your reputation is it stays intact people who jump the gun and they're like instantly like oh my god this is bigfoot that's bigfoot this is bigfoot that's bigfoot without having any real anything to back it up that's kind of when things get a little mucky you know what i mean yeah so you're better to err on the side of caution with all this stuff because at the end of the day unless somebody even if you film one it, like the the problem is is like you can film something that looks just like a bigfoot it could be clear but because we don't have a body you can't yeah. say even that that's a bigfoot do you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's like yeah. an people, there will always be people who try and rip it apart and yes and, you know there's you know so yeah no i totally get that and that's actually really really good advice for daniel so i really appreciate that carl yeah don't be married to it that's that's what i tell everybody like do you, do you, i i love this stuff i love it but the second that you get emotionally married to it yeah is the second that you start to um i, I see it happen to people all the time is is they'll say no this is definitely bigfoot and you can't tell me otherwise yeah. and that's when people start butting heads and they you know and things happen that aren't so good so i always tell people like remain as objective as you possibly can about mm. this stuff that's the that's like number one mm. yeah. yeah it's tough that's though amazing. i get it it's tough it, it's it's that and and even now that that story's gone round round my head i have a headache now because i was <laughs> focusing so well on that um and uh, and yeah it, it it's the most um interesting story and and i'm with that it was like it was like listening kind of a just a film and so yeah, carl that was incredible um and i do want to say i want to thank you so much for kind of being on with us because it's oh. been incredible Thank you, man. I enjoy. It. Listen, I love this stuff. You know, I love it. So anytime I get a chance to discuss it, talk about it, share this stuff, it, it's I, it's fun for me. And it so sounds like you. you've got so much. You sounds like you've got so much more to give as well. So we'd love to have you back on another time if that's all right to go into other yeah. stuff and 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 kind of go that way. Oh yeah, we're and we've got yeah. I've got plans in the next year that like we're we're kind of branching out and trying to do some other things. I know you know Alex Petikoff. Um, he's a yeah. he's a very good friend of mine um him my buddy mike lucci who's part of the the uh, this week in bigfoot crew and then my buddy brian um who has a channel called brian and chewy go hiking that's kind of our our group us four we're all kind of from the new england area and we focus on this area but we're doing some other things this year we're going to start doing ufo stuff maybe cool. paranormal stuff i might bow out of most of that but maybe <laughs> Um, don't but we... don't go down that drain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay, I don't know if I stay down my drain, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm tough enough for that. But like, we do have plans to go and do. We have a long term investigation plan in two different areas that we're going for the whole year. 
we're going to leave recorders we're going to leave cameras we're going to go back periodically check them uh you know do some videoing and see what we catch and then at the end of the year hopefully put out a, a film so well be amazing yeah we try and yeah. catch up with that yeah so parker yeah. obviously daniel put your link in in this show. is there anywhere else that people can follow you and um, you could. I, I do have a, the same a group of the same name on Facebook. It's the Encrypted Connections Facebook group. You can look us up there. Um, and then Carl, uh, very briefly, um, yes. could you um, could you send him my email? Because obviously, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Dewey, I'll obviously. send him your email. Yep. Yeah. Dewey's another guy. Listen, you if you want to have a, a guy on your show who's done, he's done this for forty or fifty years, man. Like, mm. it, 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 I'm a baby compared to what this guy knows and what he's seen and done and and he's the sweetest guy on the planet no lie so so yeah we'd love to we'd love to get him on as yeah, well definitely. and then possibly yeah. maybe one with the four of us to have that would be wonderful yeah yeah definitely great um so carl i've um i've shared kind of your your podcast and chat as dad just said um and yeah mate it's been incredible um and i i want to say to all our viewers we we had uh 13 at one point so we we've been going up and down um and um th- thank you so much uh no Carl. thank um, you guys really thank you it's been my pleasure thanks. um and thank you so much to um all the all the viewers that's watched us or this on record and guys don't forget to um like and subscribe carl's channel and don't forget to like and subscribe the mythical legends podcast thank you so much guys um keep searching and stay mythical Have a- thank you for listening to the mythical legends podcast for more information check out our facebook group the truth is out there Thanks, man.